Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. This is Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Parikh. Do you want to live a more fulfilling life? Do you want to live your legacy and achieve your personal, professional, and financial goals? Well, coming up on Divya Parikh's Beyond Confidence, you will hear real stories of leaders, entrepreneurs, and achievers who have stepped into discomfort, shattered their status quo, and are living the life they want. You will learn how relationships are the key to achieving your aspirations and financial goals. Moving your career or business forward does not have to happen at the expense of your personal or family life, or vice versa. Learn more at www.diviapark.com and you can connect with Divya at contact at diviapark.com. This is Beyond Confidence, and now here's your host, Divya Park. Good evening, listeners. It's wonderful time of the week. It's evening time, and I love being here with you. So exciting and i want to share with you that i thank you for your generosity for getting our books so the books that i was talking about was expert to influencer and the entrepreneur's garden and the other books that i've written because the profits from the book books are going to entrepreneurs impacted by covid19 so thank you and if you have not got your copy yet do get it and one more Thing that I do want to bring your attention to. We have been talking about it for past 
several weeks. It's about finding that one hour of your time in a month and helping others without any expectations, no strings attached. Think about it. If each and every one of us did that, and if only 100 million people did that in the US itself, it would be 100 million hours every month. And think about what could be achieved and what big of an impact we could make. So without further ado, I want to invite a special friend and a special guest, Charles Dormer. Good evening. Hello, Divya. How are you? Good. How are you? So folks, I want to share that uh, having worked with Charles for past year, which was a very, very tough year, we started out on a wonderful journey. And I got to share, Charles has this passion for energizing leaders. And of course, you know, we're going to talk about his journey today in uh, his own words. So I want to share with you, he is a leader, an energizing leader in his own right. So Charles, let's uh, start with your childhood, where do you have any remarkable moments from your childhood that you remember to this day and that left an impact on you? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I, um, you can tell from my accent, I, I was born in, uh, in the UK, just uh, west of, of, um, of London. Um, and I, I guess some of the things I remember from my childhood being born not far from Stonehenge was kind of the history that was around and how um, uh, looking at uh, and thinking about past civilizations that have shaped us really was, was one of my interests uh, when, I, when I was growing up. Um, I was I was born in a, a, a small industrial town and and uh, back then times were relatively tough. But compared to now, I think uh, we certainly had a bit more certainty about uh, about our lives. Um, and uh, I, I must admit, the um, uh, I, I was I was thinking that, thinking about this ahead of ahead of this this discussion. Um, I feel that a lot of what has happened in my life is preparing me for this moment, really, in terms of this level of uncertainty and and this need for for us all to energize and be innovative and be agile. Mm-hmm. So that um, that kind of led me to um, to uh, really think about okay, how how can we help other leaders energize mm-hmm. the people that they work with? Right, right. So now that said, uh, how did your transition go when you moved from UK to US? Oh, that was a long time ago, Divya. It's <laughs> it's uh, thirty plus years ago, nineteen eighty nine. Um, I've not been able to get rid of this accent, but I've been in the US for for thirty plus years. Um, the transition was uh, was quite dramatic really it was it was um i was in a situation working for a company that was was downsizing and um closing a, a site and i was given the opportunity to move to the us with that company uh which was fairly daunting but um i'm still here so it's proved to be quite successful i think <laughs> absolutely and charles uh, you said it that it can be daunting, and uh, I think so. 
people from different walks of life, when they come together, that's what makes a bouquet. And we all love bouquets. And that's the key that, yes, it's interesting when I used to coach across six continents, everybody had an accent for everyone else. So yes, it's, good point. Yes. So it's, it's all good, you know, we are here. So as you arrived first in the US, share with us your journey, the three-phase journey where your passion took fire. Oh, so I, I've actually, um, I've had three passions in, in my life. I've been, been lucky through my career. Um, and uh, the, the, the first was um, I, I worked in a, in a hospital lab and, and um, was very interested in, uh, in uh, cellular pathology. And I still remember when I first looked down a microscope, seeing a whole different world was, was really very exciting. Uh, and the first part, part of my career was working, first of all, in, in, in a hospital setting, but then moving to a pharmaceutical company uh, to really pursue that interest in how cells work together and how cells can be dysfunctional, such as cancer, etc. cetera. Um, and really, uh, that was my first great passion. And I, I, do, I do actually remember thinking it is uh, looking down a microscope at cells and looking down a microscope at different systems. Uh, it is a different world and you can immerse yourself in that. Uh, but as I started to work um, in larger organizations, what started to fascinate me was actually how organizations work as systems. Uh, and I took a, a couple of master's degrees in organizational dynamics to really understand how organizations work. And organizations are human systems, right? They're designed by, by humans, so they, they do reflect, uh, they do reflect the, uh, the, the system approach. Um, and I really got very interested in, in uh, organizational redesign and business strategy, and that, that's what I spent uh, a lot of my uh, my corporate career uh, mm -hmm. work. So uh, can you talk about the relevance of system designs and leadership? Yeah, so so once once I'd um, once I'd left the pharmaceutical industry, I'd been working for large corporations for thirty plus years uh, and was looking to set up a consulting company and and i I spent a lot of my career doing business redesign and strategy. Uh, but I came to realize that actually um, the times I really enjoyed my career and when I could have a big impact and I saw people that had big impacts was actually through their leadership behavior, through the way in which they they worked within that system uh, to, uh, to lead people, uh, define a vision and then lead people. So once I'd left the farmer industry, I realized that actually if I could help uh, leaders become more effective. If I could help leaders become uh, more, uh, increase their performance, then actually it have an impact on all the people around them as well. I've been lucky in my career. I've worked for some great leaders, some energizing leaders, but um, I've worked with other leaders that weren't weren't so uh, energizing, and I can see the difference between between the two. Um, so I, I threw myself into um, and what I do mainly now is is uh, coaching leaders to help them uh, increase their performance, but also impact the people that are in their care, the, the people that are working with them. Um, so um, 
I think from a system perspective, um, leaders need to be thinking about how they are impacting their whole system. The, the uh, Not only the people who directly are working with them, but also the people that are working in their alliances, collaborations, uh, and across the whole system of an organization. So that's how I think leadership uh, should be framed in a, in a system uh, system approach. Mm -hmm. So Charles, you know, you talk about a systems approach. So let's say a new CEO of a startup company, how would they go about designing those systems? Well, I, I think you I think you start from from recognizing the systems you're part of, right? So if you're a startup company uh, in um, a biotech startup company, for example, you're in the system of, of uh, your own company, but you're also part of the healthcare system. You're also part of the investment community. Um, and actually, you're part of the broader system uh, that actually um, whatever product you're producing uh, should be um, should be aimed at impacting the whole system. So thinking about your environment, thinking about patients, thinking about um, the healthcare system. Um, a good example is what we're seeing with vaccines currently, right? Where it's an amazing achievement that vaccines have been developed in such such a sport, uh, such a short time for COVID, um, and within that, the system also. Um, the vaccine isn't going to work unless it actually gets into people's arms. Uh, so there's a distribution system. There's a uh, there's a, um, uh, a syst uh, part of the system is also um, the uh, syringes, the needles, the the the, uh, the people that are apply, uh, applying the the vaccine. So the whole system has to work if we're going to uh, be very effective at getting a, a wonderful drug, wonderful vaccine. Uh, and actually have an, have an impact of, of getting to herd immunity. Very well put. So when you talk about the herd immunity and everything, you know, that's, that's so much more important. You just can't talk about one system. It's about, it's almost as they say, you know, don't miss the forest for the trees. And I always say that don't miss the trees for the forest and don't miss the forest for the trees. It's important to have a bigger picture alongside of looking at things in details. So you often talk about energized leadership. Can right. you tell us in more details as to what does it mean for you? Yeah, so so uh, I, I like to, uh, I, I, as I mentioned before, I did a couple of degrees in, in uh, organizational dynamics and I'm very interested in how energy flows in organizations, both positive energy, but also um, the uh, negative energy, which can, hold organizations back. Uh, when I think about leadership, I think one of the key roles of leadership or a way of framing leadership is actually thinking about, are you being intentional about creating energy in others? We've moved away from, you know, many years ago, we moved away from the kind of the genius model, the thought that one person is a genius and, and can, uh, you know, again, my background is drugs. So you think about, uh, the uh, the geniuses uh, Fleming and and others uh, who came up with a drug, but you realise that actually it takes a lot of people in the system to actually get to your end goal, which is to to get the drugs to patients uh, and to uh, have the impact you want to have. 
Um, so I, I think of leadership as one of the key roles of leadership is to create energy in others so that they, they um, uh, you can't achieve these, these things by yourself. You need other people to be energized around you. Mm-hmm. But, but energy is, is, is not enough, right? It, it, the um, energy is, is uh, you can produce energy, but if it doesn't have an impact, if, it do, if you don't have a clear vision or a clear way of managing, uh, to get to that end point, then you you really are just getting a, a short-term uh, burst of energy. What we're really looking for is leaders who are able to energize for the long term, not burn people out, but in a sustainable way. Uh, and what I think a lot about is what are the kinds of things leaders can do that uh, can produce energy um, energy and people in, in, the, in a sustainable long-term fashion. Mm-hmm. Very well put. And what you've said is, you know, it's, it's about looking at long-term gain rather than short-term cost. Because so many times what happens is because companies have to produce results every quarter, the focus is on short-term. What you're recommending is that looking at things long-term, and that's the key. And when you look at long-term, what are the challenges leaders face that make them fall behind? Well, I, I, when I when I look at, when I look at challenges, certainly now, um, one of one of the um, one of the, one of the challenges is the complexity of of the world. Right, the world isn't doesn't stay still. We've, in the last year, we've seen that more than, than ever before. That something can come along and and um, even with your best plans. Uh, leaders have needed to be very agile and innovative uh, and keep moving forward, right, in a dynamic way. Uh, it, um, uh, that, that, uh, the complexity, the uncertainty, the ambiguity, the VUCA thing, we've, we've experienced VUCA, vol- you know, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and, and ambiguity. We've experienced that in a kind of extreme way in the last year. Um, and uh, leaders, whether they are you know, leaders who are on the front line and have to take the risk of going to uh, to work every day, or like a lot of people who are working from home, uh, have had to be very adaptable and agile um, to um, to keep achieving what they they want to achieve. It's it's a, it's a, I think it's a challenge for 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 anybody that's leading a, a group of people uh, to. Um, to get that innovation and, and agility. So can you, so we have talked about having uh, that agility and when we talk about having that agility, what brings to mind is that strategic thinking is so critical. How would you define strategic thinking in these circumstances of crisis, not only one, but several other crises? And what would yeah. you recommend for leadership in 2021? Well, I, I think strategic thinking comes from comes from uh, the ability to not only look into the future and try and predict future, but also looking at the the the, uh, the present, the current environment. And I think one of the key things uh, is actually to be monitoring the the external environment uh, and gaining that understanding of, of where, where the world is going and where your strategy fits in with that. 
it's back to what I was saying about taking a system approach to, to uh, strategic thinking. Um, I always like to come from a perspective of you start by understanding your current environment, your current situation, define what you, you want to achieve, and then look at the gaps, whether it be gaps in technology, whether it be da ga gaps in skills and competences, or, or um, uh, whether it's uh, you know gaps in, in people. Um, but it, it's thinking about that uh, current situation, where are we trying to get to, what would success look like if we get there, and then how do we how do we uh, plan to to fill the gaps between current state and uh, and our desired future state? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, having that future state that is desirable in what is your current state. So that said, uh, let's go back to your passions and. Uh, you mentioned that you, you shared with us your first passion. How did uh, your rest of your journey, where you were working with your different passions, help you come up with energized leadership thought process? Well, I, as, I, as I mentioned before, I, I had a great opportunity to work with some great leaders. And I'd, I'd been through, um, you know, cor corporate life, you go through um, a lot of change, and I was leading a lot of change. Uh, and, you know, uh, involved in a, a couple of very big mergers. Um, you know, but we, we've got to recognize that um, in business and in other parts of life, there is going to be pain. But I think from a leadership perspective, there doesn't have to be suffering. You actually can, can uh, handle the, the difficult things uh, in a respectful, compassionate way um, uh, and a transparent way uh, and not um, uh, not lead to um, putting people, you know, causing suffering, suffering coming from people being uncertain in the long term, feeling powerless, um, feeling their voice is not being heard. So I think um, uh, that very, um, back to your question, did I was kind of, sorry, I, I kind of avoided it a little bit. I didn't mean to. Um, but it but it is around um, it is around being very intentional about building energy, uh, and I think that is uh, a a concept that resonates a lot with me. As as there are times you know, we we all experience times when you know we've got a great reason to get up get up in the morning and 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 work as hard as we can, um, and it's that feeling of wanting to be involved and want and having the energy to be involved in something that's very meaningful uh mm -hmm. and a, a real purpose that 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 um that gets us through the through the the, the, the day when we're not feeling quite uh, as energized for a lot of reasons we should always go back to that core purpose that core reason we're doing things that why that we, we're doing things Absolutely. And when you talk about purpose, it makes so much sense because so many days what happens is that you're just there and you don't want to get out of bed. And yet, if you have that purpose and meaning driving your life, having those values, that charter, the ship of your life, what happens is that they become the springboard for you to jump off. And sometimes it's even leaping into faith. And that focus Absolutely. and that why will become the focus and as they say you know where the focus goes that's where energy flows or energy goes yeah you know i i, I can tell I, I can tell you a story that that mm -hmm. 
that um, shaped. I when I went into the pharmaceutical industry, um, the thing that drove me was basically I, I always had this picture in my mind of of a child in the middle of the night crying in pain, um, maybe an ear infection or some some uh, something was disturbing the child and. And I realized that one of the key ways of, of helping relieve that pain and suffering was actually through pharmaceuticals. So it was never a problem for me to be motivated um, working in that industry because we were really trying to uh, trying to help people to um, uh, get out of, of, of serious, uh, serious diseases. I had a friend who unfortunately um, suffered from from cancer from from breast cancer um and uh, she was a colleague who um uh did everything she could to um to battle that disease and it's it was it's not difficult to um want to um be energized by wanting to to um try to cure those those diseases uh, I can totally relate to it coming from the similar background in being involved with uh, several life-changing medications. Right. Just the joy and sometimes what would happen is when we would have a very successful product launch and when we were part of the meetings, it was not that we started out with kudos or anything like that. It would be those videos of case studies who relied on those medications and seeing their lives altered because of that. And Yes, that sort of a purpose is so amazing to have in your life where you know that you're serving others and you're making a difference and you're yeah. not just there. And it brings, it brings focus, right? I, mm -hmm. I, I used to be quite annoying at one part in my career <clears throat> because I used to only um, attend a meeting for 10 minutes. And it Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If um, I couldn't see the connection between that meeting and getting drugs to patients, I would get up and leave. Um, I didn't make many friends in some areas, but I was I was there to um, I was there to help get drugs to patients uh, and try and alleviate these diseases. And we still we've not we still have including COVID. We still have a lot of diseases which. Um, uh, we need to keep working on and keep uh, alleviating pain. Absolutely. And that's the goal, right? All the scientists and people involved in different areas, the goal is to alleviate pain. And and you beautifully said that just because there is pain does not mean there has to be suffering. So yes, pain is there and uh, these therapeutics and vaccines and different yep. modalities can alleviate that suffering. So Charles, you do talk often about positive presence. So can you share with us what is positive presence to you and how can it be incorporated to increase visibility and build leadership skills? Yeah, so positive presence to me, it's actually a really interesting subject, right? With with um, a lot of us being on camera a lot of the time. Uh, but positive presence to me is, again, coming back to how can your presence create energy energy in others. And when I say energy, forgive me if I don't keep saying positive energy. The assumption is it's positive energy. There's a lot of us can create negative energy, right? But <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but it is creating that positive energy. And I, I, I believe that the way people behave and the way people um, uh, or leaders uh, um, have that presence uh, can actually increase uh, increase people's energy. So let's take an example. An easy example is actually inspirational leaders, right? Leaders are able to stand up with charisma and inspire others. That's one aspect of, of uh, creating energy. Another aspect of creating energy, which I think is really, really important, is ensuring inclusion. Ensuring that everybody is included in the conversation and everybody has the opportunity for their voice to be heard. Now, I know from my experience, it, it's a no-brainer for me, right, that, that um, the, um, the more diverse set of ideas, you can, ideas and experience you can get around a table, the better, better your ideas are going to be. Uh, but that only works if you're including everyone. If there are, mm -hmm. are in-groups and out-groups, all you're doing is creating negative energy in the out-group. So if nothing else, you take away from, from this, if nothing else, the real, the real, uh, the simple thing you can do is to listen and make sure everybody is included and their voice is heard. Mm -hmm. And I think, that, I think that's so important in, and you'll get the benefit from that, right? From, because your, your ideas will be more diverse and, and you'll think of things that um, you would never have thought of by yourself. Oh, absolutely right. And as they say, you are as good as your team is good. 
And you brought up some really good point, you know, when you talk about diversity and inclusion, one of the things I want to bring up is cognitive diversity. And the reason I want to talk about cognitive diversity is that the difference in how different generations take a look at diversity. So for example, X generation and baby boomers might take a look at diversity being creating equal opportunities in spite of race, color, gender, or anything like that, or different people coming from different cultures versus millennials and Z generation looking at diversity as just not the diversity of race, color, and different people from different areas. It's more about the inclusivity of thoughts about the experiences, people bringing their experiences from different areas. And when you talk about inclusion, that's so critical because when you are being inclusive, you are going to learn so much more. You're going to have so many new innovative ideas and trailblazers so that you can combat the change. And yeah, I, I find this subject quite difficult because I, I can't see any advantage to not including people. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 from, from a leadership perspective, why wouldn't you listen to everybody? Why wouldn't you get everybody's views? Why wouldn't you get everybody having a different look, putting a different lens on, a, on an issue? Um, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. It isn't, uh, I, I was lucky enough to, um, uh, as part of a, 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 um, a program I was on, I was lucky enough to visit India. And one of the things that, that we did when we were there, we, we actually went to uh, the poor, poorer parts of the, the country, to, to hospitals there. I mean, being a drug person at the time, uh, I should say pharmaceutical, not drug person. A pharmaceutical, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, being a pharmaceutical, it was important to know the, how the patients were getting the drugs. It's a very different thing in a poor field hospital in India, that it is in a, you know, mainline health hospital. But why? But getting the understanding that situation uh, comes from people with different backgrounds and different views who can help us all understand the, the complexity of, of a, a problem much more effectively. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's about understanding where people are coming from. What is their background? How's the day been going? What's that life looking like? Because you may think that, oh, this person is not performing well. And I have to share one of the stories. So one of my clients had been having an issue with his employee. And what happened was because the employee was performing poorly over a period of few months, they put him on an improvement case. So now for performance review, he's on an improvement part. And as they're working, I was just sitting down having a conversation, Charles, like, you know, you and I have, and this gentleman said, oh, this person needs, this person X, Y, and Z needs to go. And we just started having conversation. And he said, hmm, I've never sat down and asked that person what may be going on in their lives. Right. And what happens in corporate life, you're not supposed to pry in people's lives. 
And all the gentleman did was just invited the person into his office and said, is there something I can do to make your personal life easier? And the guy broke down and cried that my wife is going through cancer and I've got little young kids and just trying to figure it out all. And now I'm on performance improvement plan. Right. So it's been very stressful. And what my client did was that just listening to him, as you said, it's a, it's about listening and it just changed the whole trajectory. No, absolutely. Hey, you know, one of the, one of the, um, the there are, there aren't many advantages for the last year, but one of the things which we've all got very used to is those of us who are lucky enough to be able to work from home. Um, we've got used to looking at people on Zoom. <laughs> and we get a, we get a little uh, insight into the challenges they have. Uh, the challenges they have. Um, we're looking. Often you're looking into uh, people's lives that you've never looked at before, right? Absolutely. I always have the the um, I always have the struggle of a small dog wanting to join some of my <laughs> but I, but I know for for my family etc that you know the challenges of working when you've got a couple of small small children or or um, you know who want to be on screen um, we're starting we're we're seeing that that uh, we're getting an insight into into the way people are working which hopefully we're all going to learn from, right? That, that mm -hmm. um, we are working with whole people, not just part of them, right? Pe people are a um, uh, people are a system unto themselves. They have their challenges, and they have their uh, their. Um, uh, it reminds me of a story. I I I, um, uh, I, I used to run a, a portfolio management group and project management group, um, and. So one of my employees, a young a young woman, was talking about the fact she had no project management skills, and I pointed out that you know you've got two children, you get them, you get them up up to school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're a great project manager, right? You just are not you. You've got those skills. You're just not applying them in in a work setting. Um, so we're getting to know people better, and I, you know, I I think one of the um, uh, one of the uh, advantages, I say, of the last year is that hopefully, even with the constraints of being on a screen, we we uh, are still working to get to know people. Mm -hmm. Great points there, and you said something very powerful here that people are systems into themselves, and when we say that that people are systems. So it's important to create that positive environment. So for example, let's say if somebody's kid wants to kind of come sit in their lap, so let it be. Bringing that empathy to the forefront, creating that positive environment, whether you're you're working with uh, someone offline or online, and that really makes a huge difference. So doing that, can you share with us what may be the factors in creating a positive environment? Well, we mentioned. I, I think one one of the one of the key things I mentioned already, right? Which is creating an environment that's very inclusive, mm -hmm. and, and uh, creating that environment where everybody can be heard. That absolutely is the case. The the uh, there's also the opposite is true, right? In, in terms of um, I talk about not only creating positive energy, but also minimizing negative energy, and and. Um, creating an environment where 
you you as a leader are not a source of of negative energy we've all worked for people that want too many too many monthly reports right want to bug you um want to bug you about about things but just giving people room to get on with the jobs to empower them to get on with their their jobs because uh, they want most people want to succeed right so being very mindful of not creating not being a barrier to people being able to get on with the jobs i think is is another thing about positive energy yeah you know, we talk about this concept of flow right in terms of people feeling uh feeling in the zone give people the opportunity to be in the zone give people the opportunity to figure out how they can be successful mm-hmm. and not try and prescribe it is another aspect of positive energy a positive uh, environment so uh, now yeah go ahead no i was going to say and absolutely there's a lot we can do uh if it's a virtual environment when we talk about virtual call uh, virtual zoom and virtual um the virtual situation we find ourselves in um this um i've been using i've been using virtual um calls etc in to to get global teams together because we can't always get to face to face technology is great for being able to bring people together from around the world to to share ideas that you know 20 30 years ago was unimaginable right you'd have to travel <coughs> excuse me but now uh, you know we we have an opportunity to get on a call wherever we are um and to access that uh, that talent from around the world so being really good at virt being virtual i think is is a skill that hopefully a lot of us are getting uh and a lot of us are going to be able to use um going forward mhm absolutely and in all of this like behind every action we take lies decision making so how would you tie decision making to an effective leadership and what's the role of emotions in effective decision making yeah so i i think um i i mentioned i i mentioned leadership in itself is is not uh is not the only thing right very few people are actually paid just to be a leader you do have to deliver something and your the, the um i think about actions as being um the um combination of great decision making or good decision making uh along with being able to negotiate conflict because not everyone's going to agree uh but also then leading change moving from the state current state to future state so decision making is a key part uh a key part to that and is um we like to think that decisions are very analytical and we do right we a, a lot of us um uh, get a lot of data to support our decisions but clearly emotions also play a part whether it be the actual mood you're in or the biases that you bring you bring to the table so understanding that those emotions and understanding those biases along with the the analytical part uh go into making uh, in my opinion good quality decisions i read somewhere that um whenever um whenever the england soccer team loses in the european or european cup or the world cup 
the stock market on the next day goes down uh, because, of the, because of the mood of the nation. Uh -huh. And definitely emotions have a huge part that plays in decision making. So definitely it's important to keep in mind about the emotions. So now that said, what can you tell us about biases? Oh, biases are, are um, uh, there's, there's an awful lot written on biases um, in, uh, in decision-making, but there's, there's some, there's some, uh, there's some obvious ones, right? Which is um, um, such as if you've already, if you've already invested a lot of money, then uh, you then come to a decision to invest more. Uh, you you have sunk cost, right? So you have a bias to keep it going, even though it might not be the right decision. Um, there's also pet projects, right? People have pet projects and um, will will make a decision to uh, continue those projects just because they 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 like them. So there's a number of biases that that come come to the table. Uh, when you think about decision making, they're not necessarily bad, but at least be aware of them, right? At least be aware that you are using a bias to make a decision. So how can people bring awareness to their biases? Because so many times what happens is that people just uh, continue taking actions and being unaware of what and how they are making the decisions. So let's take let's take the example of uh, let's take the example of sunk cost. Mm -hmm. It might be, it might be that you understand that bias that you know you you've already put x amount of money into into for example developing a product. Um, it it might be that that bias um, understanding that bias you might say well maybe um, we could give this one more you know one more step maybe not as big an investment as we thought. But at least, how can we de-risk, de-risk that asset, because we do have the knowledge from it. Um, but that's making the that's making the decision based on, you know, analyzing your bias. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Charles, basically, what you're saying is that okay, let's take a look at here's the bias. Let's take a look at risk management. What are the risks of going forward? What are the cons of just uh, tabling the project or making amendments and modifying to continue it. So what you're saying is that take a step back, take a look at things rationally, and then decide. And and recognize the bias, recognize the emotion, mm -hmm. uh, and recognize the data, right? Absolutely. Recognizing the biases and emotions and data because there's nothing like making data-driven decisions. When you let the data speak, at least you know that this is what was available and you're making informed decisions in that given moment of time rather than emotions or biases ruling that. Yeah, there's, so, a, there's another piece to this, Divya, that, that, mm -hmm. that um, what I call residual emotion, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, we've all been in a situation where we're running from one meeting to another. Mm -hmm. And maybe one meeting was pretty tough and you're walking into another meeting, you know, carrying that emotion from the last meeting into the next meeting. Um, 
so you, you might be uh, biasing your next decision-making meeting uh, by the residual emotion you're bringing with it. Mm-hmm. What, what, I, what I do, uh, mm-hmm. is I always build 10 minutes in between meetings. And the reason I do that is, is because it gives me a chance to uh, park, get centered back, right? Park those emotions from the past interaction, the last interaction, and then start afresh in the, in, in the next interaction. And that's fantastic that uh, that's a really great tool people can use and especially even staying at home and uh, just creating that type of meeting structures where you have got that 10 minutes of time, especially if you have got young ones, checking on them and seeing that you know they're logged in, they're good. That really helps to not have those residual emotions. So great tips today, Charles. So just to kind of build on that, it's it's uh, it also is when I'm coaching before a coaching meeting, I will have at least ten minutes where I'm not doing email, I'm not getting distracted. I am actually being mindful about mm-hmm. centering myself um, because you know you read a you read an email that just causes you a small amount of stress, then you know you're going to carry that into the into the coaching session. So I don't look at email. I don't look at anything 10 minutes ahead of any meeting. Oh, great strategy and a great tactic. So Charles, uh, we're nearing to the end of our show. If our listeners wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect with you? Uh, I have a website, which Mm -hmm. um, is going to be reborn next Mm -hmm. week. Uh, It's apex, A-P-E-X, S-T-P dot com uh and um that kind of the uh that will kind of give you some some uh uh some insight hopefully into the kinds of products that i kinds of coaching i do and the kinds of leadership development programs i do absolutely and i know something exciting is going to happen next week so do you want to share about your book a little bit yeah i was i was wondering whether i should do that but yes so uh, I um, uh, next week I, I'm uh, uh, issuing a book called Energized to, Imp- to uh, Impact, uh, which really is is trying to capture some of these pieces uh, around taking a holistic approach to to leadership uh, and how to um, be intentional about creating energy, but also being intentional about having an impact, having vision, passion, and system thinking. So I'm very excited. Next next week, um, it will be available. Yes, it's a very exciting, and it's one of the really good books that I've had the pleasure to read as far as leadership is concerned. So definitely, folks, give it a... Give it a whirl. Yes, give it a whirl. And it is, again, energized to impact, and you can check it out for yourself. So thank you, Charles, for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. This has been great fun. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing your insights. And thank you, wonderful listeners, for joining us. Really appreciate you. And last but not the least, thank you, Rebel, for making this show possible. And until next time, be well and take care. Thanks. Thank you for being part of Beyond Confidence with your host, Divya Parikh. We hope you have learned more about how to start living the life you want. 
Each week on Beyond Confidence, you hear stories of real people who have experienced growth by overcoming their fears and building meaningful relationships. During Beyond Confidence, Divya Park shares what happened to her when she stepped out of her comfort zone to work directly with people across the globe. She not only coaches people how to form heart connections, but also transform relationships to mutually beneficial partnerships as they strive to live the life they want. If you are ready to live the life you want and leverage your strengths, learn more at www.divyapark.com. And you can connect with Divya at contact at divyapark.com. We look forward to you joining us next week, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.